You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. You like my artwork? Yeah, I do actually. I didn't got it from an antique. I feel like it's fucking a Van Gogh, basically. 75 bucks. Thanks for coming. Where'd you go, mate? Uh, Lunatiques. The best. Although, we went there so much, I've got a bit of a fucking... Yeah, I've got, look, I've, mate, I've got, I've got, um, what's the word? I'm saturated. Well, mate, you know what? It's one of the fucking things I wanted to talk to you about generally, as I welcome everyone back to the Hello Sport podcast. Home of unqualified opinion, unwavering bias. Really easy, these fucking wireless setups. Really fucking getting a hold of it now, which is good. Um, <laughs> so we're, we're trying to fit out our apartment. This is the room I'm currently in. You need a dining room, a dining table, and fucking chairs and all that sort of shit. The lead time, the lead time on um, state. Keep your face on Tobler. I wouldn't mind seeing you on the Zoom. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing you, mate. The um, the the lead time on furniture is abhorrent. They're like, oh yeah, so you want to get this table? All right, well the table's going to be like maybe four weeks. I'm like, four weeks, I can I can handle. I get that four weeks. I'm not I'm not like, you know. I'm not someone who's hard to deal with in that sense. I realize my expectations aren't crazy. But then they're like, oh, do you like these chairs? Well, firstly, these chairs are like $50,000 each. Mm. And we can give you one now and then you'll get the rest in May. And I'm like, well, why would I, why would I do that? What, I'm just going to fucking... We're going to share the chair for six months? Mm. You fucks. And I don't know if that's always been the way or if our friend COVID has something to do with that, but... It's just, it's not sustainable. I'm under the impression, Tom, that our friend COVID has a lot to do with that. I, however, do think that lead times have been long going into that. When we were trying to do our house, we went into freedom and the lead time was six months. And I'm just like, I'm not waiting six months. Now, there was some uh, side tables, like bedroom side tables that we really like. Not from Freedom, from a different place. Again, lead time six months would have been delivered in December, late December. And I just go, I'm not waiting till December. Now, we're no. in January, Tom, and I still don't have side tables. So was I better served just booking it in and just riding it out? But there's something about swallowing six months out the gate that I just... I just mm. Can never get comfortable with. No, I'm not going to be comfortable with it. Now, I mean, have you? But did you can have you continued your side table search in earnest, or have you sort of parked it? No, it's been continued, but not in earnest. Earnest would not be the word I'd use. It's been, it's been continued on a sort of antique slash furniture store. Like when we walk past one, we'll have a look. Yeah. So you haven't made a concerted effort to try and change your stars in that regard. But, but like, again, a lot of the stuff, a lot of like the, your sort of run of the mill furniture shops have these fucking huge lead times. So we've just got, mm. we've sort of gone into a antique sort of situation, you know? Yeah. Because things pop up in antique stores, bro. Don't worry no, about they that. Do. We got this they, sick they marble table the other day. Not the other day, it's a lie. Like three months ago that had a small crack in it that you could cover with a book. And you're getting huge discounts on that because of the crack. Like, yeah, I actually quite like antique shopping. It feels a bit more bespoke, Tom. Mate, I have uh, so like again looking for a table. 
the table we had before was my mum's and it was sort of a bit rustic, had a bit of personality, had seen some winters. And so going into the sort of uh, generic table stores, homeware stores, I don't know what the fuck you'd call it. I was sort of looking at these tables as like, but they're all a bit samey. Where's the like, I wouldn't mind something with a bit of fucking, you know, that's seen some shit. Some character, Tom. It's some character, some K's in the legs, you know how it is. I, I then go into the antique store and they, I was like, you know, you might get a good deal here or like sometimes you're paying the same price for an antique table as you are when you're getting fisted in the fucking conventional table store. But unfortunately, they were all piles of shit or they were, there was like some, they also try and fuck in antique stores where they go, oh, this is like an old farmhouse table that is rickety as fuck, but it's old. So we're going to charge you four and a half grand for it. Mm. And you're going to need to do work to it. And I'm yeah. like, well, you're just trying to fuck me now. I don't I'm think you can add it. You. you can't add an, a zero to something just because it was in a farmhouse. Can you? No. Well, that seems like can, a bit much. Clearly. Well, they're trying to, Tom. I do like going to antique stores. Eddie, and you and I have had this experience uh, before where you see something you like and it's, it's absurdly priced mm. and you keep looking and you keep coming in as the months progress and you see those selfish, greedy fucks having to slowly lower the price yep. and the, the arse just drops out of the price. Then what happens is you buy a couch uh, basically on price alone that you don't need and it sits in your studio um, for, what, a year? Helping you. Well, listen, not quite a year. Approximately a year, Tom. And <laughs> there's some truth in that, sure. Maybe there's some truth in that. But we did get a good deal, Tom, and I don't think that should be discredited. At least it felt no. like we were getting a good deal. Some of the time I'll buy just on deal and deal alone. Now, do you fucking pay for it on the back end? Sure, but there's something satisfying about getting a deal, I reckon. Really oh, you go broke saving money. You go broke saving money. You go broke saving it. money, especially if you've seen the arse drop out of it and then you go in there with some really sharp negotiating skills and you haggle it down even further. I like it. It makes me fucking yeah. feel good. I'm not going to lie. I, no. I'll tell you where you need to go though, Tom, if you're looking to get the antique experience but also probably avoid city prices. Get down to the Southern Highlands. It's considerably cheaper than our fucking friends at, I won't insert the name here, but the, the guys we go to. Because they'll don't yeah. miss you at the place we go to. No, they don't. Mate, also around, I'm, I don't know if you've got a trip to Walker in your future, Tom, but that I part of the world, no, New I can, England. I can, I New can England antiques are cheap, mate. I can give you the hot tip right now. I don't have any trip to New England planned. Uh, now, Josh. Still yet to invite me to his house once. We've been friends for over a decade. So, you know, look, if um, if he does want to invite me down there, I'll probably just say no out of principle. But if I do agree, maybe uh, there'll be some antiquing in my life. Fuck antiques. Fuck furniture for a minute. We've got a bit to get to here. Um, one thing before we get into the sport, though, Eddie. Yeah, mate. Um. Obviously, you know, and maybe you can't tell on the Zoom because I'm far back, but I know that you certainly could and people in my life could. Um, I trimmed my beard. It mm. happened. I trimmed it really, really short considering I'm, I'm sort of a beard guy generally or I became one. You know, I reinvented myself as a beard guy maybe in like 2019. Um, 
And I don't know if it's necessary that I want to start a charity or maybe just some sort of organization or cause about dudes that have like an optical illusion double chin where it's like they don't actually have one, but the way their facial hair grows would lead you to believe that there was one there. And I think that there are many of us out there and it sort of, it cripples you a little bit when it's like, I don't want to shave my beard. And then I, I accidentally do shave it too short. And then I have to go all the way short. And now I've got a double chin, but it's an optical, it's an optical illusion, but that doesn't change the perception. And I'm just trying to work out like whether we can get awareness out there to the people that put, firstly, I don't have a double chin, but I do have an unfortunate bald patch under my neck. So when, when you're looking at me, you see facial hair, then you see some bald skin, and then the hair starts up again. So it gives the illusion of a double chin. Are you are you suggesting though, and confirming to the pun of the dribble, you absolutely don't have a double chin? Like hand on heart, like hand on heart. No, 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 no. Like no, are you swearing is, on? No, the no, board? no, 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 no. This is what I would say is that maybe I don't know if I buy that. No, no, no. Maybe right now, like as of this very moment, I apologize for my WhatsApp going off. I forgot to mute it. There's maybe like a slight fucking one, but not enough to call me a guy with a double chin. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm not a double. It's it. There could potentially right now just be ever so slightly, but it's not like a double chin, double chin. It's just, it's a bald chin. It's not like a double quarter pounder double, you know? No, no, exactly. It's not a big, thicky, fucking, you know, 10x large. It's like, of... well, yeah, when you, have a, when you have a quarter pounder and then you have a double quarter pounder, you know the difference. You're like, oh, fuck, that's a shitload more meat. That's way smackier. Yeah. Like a double chin of consequence of substance, generally speaking, one that really fucking folds in on itself. Yes. That you can that you notice from afar. I know mm. what you mean though, Tom, because you have always had that bald spot sort of I guess sort of it's your Achilles heel, really, in terms of your it, no, it, no, no, it is. It's my Achilles heel because even let's say I was fat, or let's say I had a double chin. Let's mm. let's rephrase that. Let's say that I did have a double chin. Yeah. Had if if I had your beard, mm. you I could look like fucking Bradley Cooper. Like you wouldn't know. No. I could have a really chiseled chin because I'm growing facial hair over it and the optical illusion is this guy's got a chin. But if I don't have the possess the skills or the, the physical uh, accoutrements to, to grow the beard smoothly and consistently under the chin, mm. I basically can't have a, a short beard anymore. And you know what I liked, Eddie? I'm not going to lie. I did this. I, I cut it short accidentally. Because I was using some scissors and I fucked it. And I went, okay, i got to cut all this off. I don't mind the way that I look from like chin up. <laughs> but chin down, dude. Chin down's a nightmare. Chin down needs work, mate. And yeah. I would have thought that given that you are 33, that maybe that ball patch would have filled in. We've been waiting for that thing to fill in your whole life. <sighs> and it's whole just life. never happened. Like Streety's just been waiting to grow fucking sideburns his whole life, and he just—it's just that day will never come. I think no. you just need to reckon with that fact that you're going Judge to be hoping to grow a, grow a chin. Yeah, never exactly. happened. Never happened. I mean, do you look into some sort of facial hair plugs? I don't know. Is that is well? That, that's what I was looking. Is at. that over was, the top? 
Is that over the top? Maybe. A weave, a weave of some sort? Glue? You could weave one in. For sure. But again, it'd need to be longer. That's see, if you want to play short, you're gonna to have to play the plug, I think. Or do you do just like some sort of some sort of mascara colour? Well you, have you ever seen those balding pens where they look like a texter and they just sort of like draw hair onto these blokes? That's what I'm yeah. I, like I'd be open to having my chin coloured in is what I'm saying. But it's I just like, want to raise awareness. And I know there's more this? of us out there. Toddler, I'm looking at you, dude. You don't get I th- I feel like you get one. Yeah, I got a little ball patch under there, but my facial hair does not grow at all. Like this mustache took about a year to grow. I'd love to see Tobler just stop shaving. Can you stop shaving, Tom? Tobler? Yeah, we can talk. We can talk. Is well, it what is it, right it is now, is this just... <laughs> mate? What's in it? Because it gets puby. It's gross. What's yeah, in it? We just what's in it? I mean, a, a bit of content, dude. Yeah, okay. Sure. <laughs> Something to talk slave about. Slave for the content. Yeah, slave well, for the content, mate. It, as if it wouldn't be funny. But also, like, reach out if you're a dribbler or a dribblet and you think that there's some sort of mascara option for me. I will also entertain it. But to be honest, I'm just going to grow my beard back, so you don't need to worry too much. You could get Can a tattooed. But then what, if I, then what if I go clean shaven? Now I look fucking bizarre. Now I've got a bruise. Anyway. Well, maybe. I um, I do want to see you with a goatee again, Tom, because I know that your the goatee aspect of your facial head dominates. That's why. The, that's the that's why I cheeks. cut it all off. So the cheeks here, different length and thickness to my goatee and my mo, which are as strong and true as any facial hair has ever been. I trimmed it all down, but they can't be the same length. So I was trying to. I trimmed it all down. Then Steph goes, it just looks like you have one of the great goaties of all time. And I'm like, well, fuck. So I start trimming the goat down. I fuck the goat. I cut it across instead of long ways. And now I've got this huge, I look like a kid who'd cut his own hair. Mm. Um, and so I had to just shave it all off. Can I ask you this, Tom? Can I ask you this? What? Have you heard, have you heard the saying, play to your strengths? Yeah. Why don't you just fuck everything else off and just rock that goatee? Is there a, do you think, is there a world out there, if there's science behind it, that if I was to just shave everything else consistently, would it start to grow back thicker? Because I used to shave all the time and it never made it thicker. So I don't know if I'm just being lied to by like big facial hair. I don't know. I, the only thing I can sort of reference is in Seinfeld, I think Jerry starts tr- trimming his pubes and Kramer says that don't do that, buddy, because it grows back fucking butchier than ever. That's basically my only reference point, Tom. Now, I'm not going to sit here on my own podcast and call Kramer a liar. A liar. I'd never do that. So I'm prepared to at least allow you to try it out. Just keep fucking shaving it. Rock the goatee and just shave. Shave for a year around the fucking goatee and we'll see what you've got at the end. What I can promise you is this. There's no way I'll have a goatee for a year. That 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 we do know and that we can set our watches to. No goatee for a year. That's Why are you so anti-goatee? It's not my look, mate. It's not my look. I've gotten this far in life, even though some may argue it is my look. I've gotten this far in life not rocking a goatee, intentionally at least. So I just can't see myself moving forward into the good night goatee beyond belief. Like, you know, it, like, it looks good on someone like Robert Whitaker. I'm not knocking the goatee itself. I think it'll Damien look good Cook. on you. I think it'll look good on you. I am drawn immediately to your goatee. That's all I see. I don't see the rest of it. 
All I see yeah, is the goat. Why do you think I reckon, I'm so I reckon far away from the camera? I reckon you're wasting time with the rest of it. I really do. I, I think it's a waste well, of your time. I'll grow a goatee if you grow a goatee. How about that? Grow goaties together? Do you want to shave goaties in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. I'll have to grow All mine right. out a bit though. But we'll, we'll no, well I'll grow. Goat. I'll grow. We'll, we'll, I'll grow mine out a bit as well, and we'll have full thick prime goaties. <laughs> Yeah, fuck it. Right, eh? Yes. I'll do that. Sweet. Um, I wonder how long we'll last with goaties. Probably not long with the missos. Um, Anyway. Yeah, I can't see Ella liking a goatee on me, bro. I really can't. No, 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 no. Now, uh, we've got obviously some cricket to get to, but Eddie, I think the biggest story in world sport right now has to be, has to be the Kemp curse fucking finding its way into 2023. That thing's still going. That fucking idiot, Denning Kemp, all he had to do was take his shirt off and eat muesli bars, and it just will not fucking stop. Broncos are an absolute shit show. Selwyn Cobbo of prodigious talent fame, of origin representative fame, of prodigious talent fame, has come out on a podcast. I don't know the name of the podcast, so I apologize. I hate when cunts don't say what podcast it is. Top if you can find the name of it. Um, I had it up just before... He's come out and... Back of the 135. Back of the 135? Yep. Now, I'm going to get Clarkie's. This was first... I first saw it reported on Clarkie's column. Mm. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, that's where I saw it. I'd, I sent it to you and it was it was via Clarkie. Um, and you'd, you'd already posted it. I'd already Clarkie's got it well. up on the old yeah. stories. Yeah. So on the podcast, someone said, I reckon he's a good person, like a good bloke, but I don't think he's a good coach. Like he's not the best coach. He's all right. I feel like he's just a good person. I feel like he's not a coach. The way that he coaches is a bit weird, I guess. Like. Unbelievable. Now. That's after Tyson things- Gamble's already come out last I year and know, shit on him. mate. I know, which is what makes this whole fucking thing so strange and clearly so cursed is because when Tyson came out and said that, they would have talked about that as a, like, as a, as a playing group, as a club. Like, there would have been some directive you would think or maybe the fucking captain comes in and says a couple of words like Renault's maybe saying something, Paddy Carrigan. I don't know. Something would have been spoken about, right? And like, I, like, I would hey, guess, hey, don't talk shit about the coach on yeah, podcasts. Yeah, it's pretty simple. Like, you can go into podcasts and you can shoot the shit, but just as a general rule of thumb, don't shit on the club, don't shit on your on your teammates, and don't shit on the coach. I would think that would be my fucking opinion. Yeah. For him to come out, and by the way, like he comes out, we'll read his uh, explanation in a second, but I went and watched it, Tom, and there was there, there didn't need to be any context to his comments. His comments were fucking, he was asked Crystal a question clear. and he answered it. Do you yeah, know what the, I mean? There so, was no, the, oh, I was, you read the explanation. Yeah, so I'll read out what he, I'll read out what he said. And I do feel, I feel sorry for Selwyn. Like, I feel sorry for him. I feel more sure. sorry for Kevin. More sorry for Kevin Walters, but I mean, like, there is an ingrained level of stupidity that is unavoidable in this. Like, I'm not saying that someone is a dumb person by any means, because we all make mistakes, but this is arguably, well, it's actually not arguable. 
it's it's dumb from top to bottom. But here's his here's his uh, apology. I'm really sorry to Kev, and I've already contacted him to say that for the silly comments taken out of context and joking around. So, so this was a joke. This might have been a joke. My my coach is shit, and he's weird, and he's not that good. Good bloke, shit coach, weird guy. <laughs> Um, the fact is that Kev's a very good coach. Oh, oh. so sometimes okay. the joke is that it's like the opposite of what you say. Mm. It's like, oh, we all know that Tom looks good in a goatee. Ha, ha, ha. He doesn't look good in a goatee and that's what's funny. The fact is Kev's a very good coach and he taught me a lot and supported me heaps since coming into the NRL. Sorry again to Ken Alpha and his family and all the Broncos club for this unwarranted attention so he's actually disrespected kevy twice yeah call him ken call him him ken Ken. (laughs) finished it with ken so listen the most in arguably the most important sort of statement he's had to make in his young career is the one he's just released on instagram and he doesn't even (laughs) care to fucking run an eye over it before he posts it or maybe he does and he goes subtly as he can fuck you kevin who i also call ken yeah, exactly. There is an element there where you go, oh, maybe the truth is actually still there for all to see. And he's actually just alphaed the fuck out of him by calling him Ken. Mate, I'm sorry, but that is... If anyone's swallowing that, then you've got... You're better at, You're better than I. You've got no gag reflex if you're swallowing that because that is... Oh, no, is... if you're swallowing that, you're, <laughs> you've, got, you've got like Jenna Jameson quality gag reflex. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, if you're swallowing you can deep that, bro, you can deep throat with the best of them if you're swallowing that, because yeah. I can't. Yeah, yeah. That hit my fucking gag reflex immediately, and I threw yeah. up, because... Dude, I, I actually personally think that I got a pretty good gag reflex as well. Like, I'd... I'd yeah, you can, I'd hand, you, can handle a, you can handle a yarn. Like, it's certainly not... It's nothing... It's not like a 14-inch sort of on-set Jenna Jameson Gang situation. Gangbang. Bukaki sitch, but I think that my gag reflex, you know, well, my gag reflex is also sharp. I know when someone's taken the piss out of me. Yeah. You you said this was 12 inches. It's yeah. clearly 16. I'm gagging. Yeah. This yeah. is. I was promised, I was promised two and two at once, not three. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you, you, t- you take umbrage with, with someone t- looking to take the piss. Yeah. And this to me just seems like there's actually. In and in sort of like I guess defense of someone and his you know attempt to get me to gag, which he did, uh, or not get me to gag, try to slip one past me. What else can he say? <laughs> He's got to deny it now. He's got to be like, no, I didn't mean it. He can't be like, listen, sorry, I did. He, he is shit, mate. Could I wonder who made that call to him? Was it like? You know, was it the CEO? Was it fucking? Was it Reynolds being like, "Listen, bro, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to come out and deny it, or not deny. It, you're gonna have to come out and pretend like this was all just a big a joke. misunderstanding." Because unfortunately for us, we are a cursed club, and on what at the time the seventh of January, leading in to fucking preseason in earnest. We've now got two players coming out shitting on the coach. Well, they got rid of Tyson Gamble responsibly. He's now in Newcastle, um, which is, you know... I don't think they want to get rid of the throbbo, do they? 
Well, no, they don't want to get rid of Throbber. I mean, if he's fucking shitting on Kevy, I wonder what Tyson's got to say about uh, Adam O'Brien after a few weeks. I'll be interested to see. But Selwyn a little less dispensable. He's extremely, you know, he's, expre- he's extremely indispensable, Tom. The kid's yeah. a fucking thoroughbred and he's playing Origin already. How old is he? 20? 19? Yeah. But like, surely that means, though, and I say this with the utmost respect to Ken Walters, that <laughs> maybe he's not a good coach. Listen. Where there's smoke, there's fire, as they say. Now, I don't know Ken personally. I'm sure he's no. a fucking terrific bloke. I if have met Selwyn, Ken. Ken's a nice guy. The the whispers Tom and I have always heard, and we hear birdies chirping all day. Tweet, tweet. They've always sung this from the same hymn sheet, as it were, as that Kevy, not a great coach. He's more of a man motivator, potentially, than an actual first grade, 24 games a season, first grade coach. That's the whispers we've heard on the wind. Now, Is he I'm even caught- a man motivator? Like, And I don't mean, obviously he would be able to motivate men to some degree, but it seems like he's a bit of a, I don't know if Magoo's the right word, but it's like if he's a weird bloke who can't coach but is nice, that's often... They're often a few that puts up my Magoo senses because mm. Magoo's aren't bad necessarily. You aren't bad by nature of being a Magoo, but if you're a bit weird mm. and you like, you know, the boys all start talking shit about you. But can but can, can Magoo's coach though? Like, what's the what's the ruling on a Magoo coaching? Dude, you know what? I think Magoo's probably can coach. I think that uh, some of the great coaches probably have a hint of Magoo in them, but I think they've got a little bit more like alpha about him like and Kevy as a player was alpha as fuck but sometimes it's there's not many that transition from alpha footballer into alpha coach no Des Hasler comes to mind but other than that there's not a heap no but he's not Magoo but he's weird he is weird I think you've got to have an element of weirdness to you but you've got to have alpha to you as well and at the end of the day You've got to be able to coach, right? Now. Well, that's also important. Like, Kevy, Kevy crying in pre-games. Too much. Like hyping up the boys. That's too much. It's, it's not too that much. I, like, I love that energy and I love that passion, but maybe you're better as, like, an assistant. Yeah, but that's origin stuff. Tears. That's origin stuff. You know what I mean? Crying at the drop of the hat. Like, if you, if you listen to the origin um, sort of series, eight-part series last year, Tom... The Queenslanders were crying at the drop of a fucking hat. As soon yeah. as they open their mouth, they're blubbering messes. Now, it translated into wins, so credit to them. I think there's a place for tears, Tom. I don't think there's a place for tears, round seven, driving rain, away <laughs> trip to Canberra. I just think that comes across the wrong way. Yeah, it does. Like <laughs> It's probably also a bit draining to have your coach fucking bawling his eyes out before every game, right? Like Three games a year, I think you can get through because it's origin, it's passion, yeah. it's your yeah. state. But as you say, fucking down at GIO, (laughs) piss and rain, minus fucking 15 degrees. Yeah. Tears freezing on his face. It's so fucking cold. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a bit much. I don't need, I don't need tears before we play the bunnies in Mudgee. I just don't need it. It's just too much. It's too much, Kevy. Especially, especially Kenny. Kenny, especially (laughs) when we're like, we're fucking coming 14th. I know. And you know. 
the Warriors are also mm. down the bottom of the ladder. Yeah. Yeah, we, we've lost four in a row and we made 17 unforced errors last week. I think we just need to get back to basics, Kenny. Yeah. And I think we just leave the Clan X's for another day because yeah. we need to focus on catch and pass, catch and pass. Really simple shit. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to have to say this to Ken. I don't feel like I need to say this to Ken, but. Listen, I'm a nice guy and, you know, I'm happy to offer advice where I can. Maybe it is get back to absolute basics with the boys. Get back to absolute basics and go from the ground up. But, I mean, how do they continue to keep him on as a coach? Like, how? They clearly don't respect him. Again, well, no disrespect to Kevin from here. How, or Kevin or Kennan? I don't know. But Kennan. Yeah, yeah. Kennan. No, no one here, no one at Hello Sport is throwing any shade at Kennan. But what we are saying is it seems untenable to have your, your players shitting on you. It does. Well, Tom, there is one way out of this. There's always been one way out of any rugby league mess, and that's win. You can win your way yeah, out of a nah, mess. But even you can win your way you, out of a scandal. You can. If you make you can final, fucking you oath, you can. But even if last they come year, out and they win the first 10 games of the season, baby, like... I don't know if you remember this last year, but when like it was like just before the curse started, I think... And I started talking shit about, like, on uh, the DMP, which is going to be coming back, punters and dribblers. And I was talking shit to Kempi about, you know, the Broncos and saying that something was coming and they were fucking, you know. And I'd heard from a relatively reliable source that some big name players at the Broncos were off him and were like, mate, he can't coach. Yeah, we heard so, that. Then when you've got Tyson Gamble responsibly and Selwyn Cobbo, Throbbo, coming out and doing the dirty work for the big boys and just shitting all over the coach. Yeah, because like, okay. we'd heard we'd heard two big boys. I thought we'd heard two big boys approach the board or Well, himself. yeah, maybe I don't know, but we'd heard big boys not ha- not 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 happy. Mm. Have have any of the old boys come out to defend him? I don't they think tend so, to? dude. I think some do. Like, sometimes they do, but, like, I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard anything. Um, I tell you what, I'd love to have seen NRL 360 rip through that one. Oh, God. It's times like these I miss Kenty, Braith, Buzz, Hoops. Even, I tell you who'd fucking be in tears, Paul Crawley. Oh, my Crawls. God. Crawls. Is it Paul or Steve? I know one of them's head of Fox. We don't mean that one. Uh, Paul Crawley. Or is it Steve Paul? Crawley? No, Paul well, Crawley. Steve, they are brothers. They are they are brothers? brothers? Yeah, I believe so. I think it's Paul Crawley. Yeah, Crawls. Crawls would be... Crawls would be a blubbering mess. He'd be an absolute mess. Completely and utterly beside himself. I, can I put my hand up, Tom, and just be honest? I actually... Mm-hmm. I miss I miss 360. I do. I'm, I Dude, I miss it. I miss, I miss the miss bullshit. It. I miss the hullabaloo. I miss the the drama. Yeah. I miss the tears. I miss the fucking absolute dribble. I miss the mayo. I miss all of it. Now no, that we're greatly. Now that we're out of the test part of the summer, the test cricket part of the summer, I'm I start to long for rugby league. Yeah. No, it's already started. Now I'm starting to Well, look, let's just quickly wrap rugby league here and just say a uh, quick little shout out to our friend, uh, friend of the show, Connor Watson, who it seems has done his ACL. 
I know. I was fucking devastated to read that. Especially yeah. because we'd only just sat down with him and he's one of the great blokes getting around town. And, and he was looking fit and he was pumped and ready for the season and, you know, like... Is that, a six, was, is that six months? No, it's a season. He'll miss the season. Done. Come back. Yeah. Oh, that's the season. Oh. Yeah, it's the season. Oh! That's the season. Again, like, you know, cheese coming, him fucking short. Like, just, there was, it's just, it's it sucks. What's funny is a dribbler, because ha- they were training at the SCG, like those fields, mm. and a dribbler DM'd us a video of, Connor Watson, he goes, he goes, boys, I think Connor's just done his ACL. He's getting carried off the field and sent us a video. And I was like, I'm not posting that shit. No. I'm not That's, posting that. That is absolutely devastating for Connor. Mm. Misses the whole season, dude. He was so jacked for a big year as well. Yeah. Oh, that's How tough. old is he? Still young. He's like 26, 26. So it's oh, not like, you know, it's not like you're fucking doing your ACL. It's not Brett Morris. But obviously it doesn't mean it's good. It's not good, but like. He's 26. Yeah, he's got time, but he's that got sucks. Time. He's got time, but not. Well, ideas. look, you know what? He's gonna have some time off. Maybe he can come back into the studio and hang out. Maybe we get him for a live stream. I think we definitely will, Tom. That's exactly what yeah. we do. Yeah, um, and there'll be a lot more of them this year, punters and dribblers. You can you can yeah, hang your hat on that. You can bet your saggy old dicks and vaginas on that. Um, but that's rugby league. That's rugby league. You like what I'm doing here as well, punters and dribblers. If you're watching, I've got. I bought an iPad. I don't know if I mentioned it, but look at me. I've got my little like run sheet notes. I'm like just going through. Oh, yeah, what do you want to talk about? Oh, yeah, Connor Watson. I fucking use this thing so much now. I never thought I would. Well, no, not never thought I would. I didn't get it for a reason, but it's now how I read the newspapers. So you were saying you can like, can you flip the page? Yeah, dude. It's like I'm reading the newspaper. But I don't have ink all over my hands and I don't have to go anywhere to get it. What did you go with there? What 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 sort of is that like a what large one? Is that a well, is that a regular size? I think it's no, yeah, I think it's a I think it's a normal size. I don't know what model it is, but it's like a pretty fucking oh, almost deleted all my notes. Um, <laughs> nah, it's pretty like um, just run of the mill. Like I didn't want to get anything too fucking how you going. Like it, at the end of the day, I am only using it to write notes and read newspapers. I don't know that. And to play like sleeping noises for the girls. So it's not, you know, it's nothing too crazy. I'm also going to apologize because I don't know if the way I'm sitting that for the YouTube, my feet are going to be in shot the whole time. They keep coming. They keep coming in and out. I'd probably just leave them down. No, we'll see, because this is for the Zoom, right? This is what you're seeing Zoom, but obviously there's the camera behind. Oh, great point. So, so it's only off putting. To, it's only off putting for me. Well, I don't know. I don't know if they're in shot or not because I can't see. I'm trying to like move them to the side, but look, so you never. So you never got your cam link working, mate. Never got it working. No. Did you have you been I plugging? St- have you been plugging it in or? No, I haven't right. even. To be honest, I am not spending much time farting around with it outside of podcast hours. That's on me. I get it. I've got a lot on my plate at the moment. Zoe started her first day of daycare today. Had to go drop her off. I'm looking after Evie as well. Steph's back at work full time now. So it's a fucking, it's a lot. Whilst I'm trying to run the empire while you're fucking going to Byron and the Pacific Islands and fucking around. It's not that easy. I don't have time. Not to mention, oh, we're here, Palm, Palm Springs, 
by uh, fucking Mexico, New York, Sydney, LA, Pacific Islands. Like, and I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get my fill before I'm fucking like you, stuck at home with kids. Mate, this is some, this is some grade A bullshit right here. <laughs> now, onto some cricket. I tell you what, I say this with a heavy heart, and I say not it too every heavy. year with a heavy heart. No, not, not well, heavy. not too heavy. No, like I mean, obviously. Heavy enough for me to carry it. I'm not trying to hurt myself. But fuck the summer of test cricket just goes. Mm. It's over. It just goes. It's here. Mm. And then honestly, it's like a good night. It's like a party you go into and you're really excited about the party or like a Bucks weekend. And I'm always Devo almost as I arrive to the Bucks weekend because I know how quickly it's going to go and it's just going to be over. And I feel like that's the same with the summer of test cricket. Like it just, you blink and you miss it. Mate, it happens every year and it's fucking annoying because you think to yourself, oh, I've got five tests. That's not that's not one or two, obviously. Like five's a big number. Five's something mm. that you should be able to sink your teeth into, marinate in, if you will. And yeah. what I find frustrating, Tom, is in my experience, the first three always go like that really quickly. Gone. Yeah. See you later. Gone. And now it's Christmas time, and now we've got the Boxing Day test, and that's great. And then and then that's over, and I've only got one more left. The New Year's test. We lose a couple of days to rain, and then it's well, fucking dude, all Well, that's, I mean, it just always fucking rains, though, doesn't it? Like, I'm, I, I don't want to be the, you know, negative Nancy, mm. although I don't think that Nancy deserves to be dragged into this, but it's fucking always raining the New Year's test. So uh, there was, someone did up a graphic, I believe originally it was the ABC, credit where credit's due, and Australia, Sydney rather, had lost 25 full days, like full washout days to rain since like 1908. I don't know when, mm. when it was started to be calculated. Apologies if I got that wrong. But Perth had zero. Yeah, as, well, I just as, don't think it rains there. As an example, the next most was Melbourne with eight full washout days. So, Sydney, I wonder where how how Sydney stacks up globally. Well, compared to like London or something. Well, England is kind of a bit of a like whatever because that's like you probably want to count days of sun instead of days of rain in that shithole. Mm. Um, but like outside of England, is Sydney the worst fucking ground for rain? Or maybe New Zealand gets a bit. I don't know. I don't know. That's something. It would be good if D or Dave was here. I told them maybe be able to play a role in the background. I, I to, to be honest, I think we're a better chance of finding out the answer without Dave here. Not to say that I don't want him here. Just saying that like the answer probably unlikely. Well, you're just saying found. statistically, are we more probable to find out the answer without D or Dave than yes? We are statistically more probable to find out the answer without D or Dave. Tom, so you would be correct in saying mm. that. Don't mm. feel bad for yourself. Now, a lot of dribblers in punters and dribblers, Tom, that's a Facebook group, world-renowned, a lot of cunts in yep. there, a lot of fun. If you're not a member, please join. Are getting very uppity about Sydney, very upset with Sydney. They're calling it a, one of the great shitholes all time. They're saying that the test should be stripped from us. They're saying that the test should, if not stripped, be moved. Listen, I don't have the data in front of me, but I'm here to tell you, in summer in Sydney, it rains sometimes. And I don't think that moving it from, from the, the end of the start or from the end to the middle is going to have fucking any any effect whatsoever. What I do know is that you're not going to take a test away from the greatest ground in the world 
and the greatest city and the greatest the city in the on on the planet. Like it's it, that'd be like taking a fucking test match away from Auckland or Eden Park. Like you just got to be a bit smarter than that instead of saying stupid comments. Well, I mean, I don't even know if I'd use a New Zealand based test ground considering no disrespect to New Zealand, the current test champions, but like. No, I'm no, I meant I meant from a I meant I meant in a rugby in a rugby sense. So their national oh, sport is rugby union. Gotcha. You wouldn't take one away yeah, from yeah, Eden yeah, Park, yeah, like yeah, you wouldn't yeah, want to take one away yeah, from yeah. the SCG. You know what I mean? No, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm now now I am with you. Um, but listen, the rain did fuck the test. You and I went out there, which was a fucking hoot of a time. It's actually my favorite. It might be my favorite time of year. Like if I could get five days off to just go and hoot and holler with the fellas. Mm. Um, it is terrific. We were up in the uh, the Membos, which was nice. And shout out to the Godfather of the SCG. Every this time of year, it's always you know you got to pay your respects. You do. He secures us. He secures us the the prime, the best seats in the house. Really gets in there nice and early. The one thing you'll never catch me doing again, at least, is getting up at four in the morning and going and lining up to get in. Well, with the Godfather, Tom, we don't need to. Yeah. Now, he does all the hard work for us. And obviously, we pay our respects and we thank him unequivocally. Mm. But actually, funnily enough, some some dribblers off the back of his uh, COVID video went and sort of found him the other day and introduced themselves and made oh, well, themselves known to the Godfather, which I think is, a, is a, a mark of respect. Yeah, it's class. But Tom and I, we 4.30 is too early for us. In, yep. in terms of getting up and waiting, um, I like to get there around 9.45, 10. Mm. I like to get a beer. I like to settle in. I like to get the lay of the land. I like to read the paper, um, maybe have a pie. Um, and then I like to see the first ball bowl. That's sort of how I operate. Yep. Um, shout out to all the dribblers who are there. We got we, we got to meet a shitload of you while we are out there, which was great. I think the person in terms of meeting though, Eddie, and I don't know if you remember this because, I mean, you will, but at the point, this was at the end of the day, we were all fucking hammered. Yeah. We met fucking old Blue Eyes, old man. Yeah, we did. The bluest yeah, of Blue did. Eyes. Paddy yeah. Cummins' dad. Yeah. And the shit with him, just going, mate, look, I know that you probably don't care for the opinions of a couple of fucking absolutely blind Australians, but we just wanted to... to congratulate you on what a fine young man you've raised that's literally when we have the opportunity to speak to the captain of the australian cricket team's father we just wanted to congratulate him on the quality of man that he has reared and that's not too far away from exactly what we said to give the punter and the dribbler context you could tell it was patty's old man on the eyes and the eyes alone yep they were blue but more of an aged blue yeah, they were. They were, they were a blue that's seen some winners or some That's summers. right. That's right. Um, he was tall like his boy. They had the same smile, Tom. I don't know they if you did recall have the same that. Sm- no, I do, mate. They had the same smile. I was like, that's how... You called me and you go, bro, I'm outside with Paddy's dad. I'm like, say yeah. no more. I'll yeah, get the fuck out. Jiffy, get bro. the fuck out of here. But his dad was a beautiful Australian, a beautiful man who was, at the end of the day, more than anything, just proud of his boy. He... He was a little bit concerned that maybe there was some rumblings of discontent that had sort of seeped into the national psyche in regards to to Paddy and his captaincy. I do allay those fears, I said, mate. Yeah. 
Mr. Cummins, um, I'm here to tell you that your boys loved universally and I wouldn't listen to the bullshit that sometimes they write in the papers because all they're doing is trying to fucking sell papers or get clicks. The people, and the people are, are the ones that matter, Tom, the people love your son, Mr. Cummins, and I just want you to know that. We wanted you to know that your son is loved and adored. Don't buy into the negative, the negativity, Mr. Cummins, Papa Cummins, yeah. uh, Big Daddy Cummins. Big Daddy um, Cummins. Cummins Senior. Yeah, Cummins Senior. Um, don't you worry about a thing. And if you do have any concerns, here are our personal mobile numbers, mm. and you can call us at any time. Our phones are always on. Always. Any time of the night, you wake up. <laughs> Fuck. I need to talk to Tom and Eddie. Like, I'm wigging out about something. You give us a call and we will be there for you. Call us and we'll be there. Rain, hail or shine, Mr. Cummins, because well, the nation comes it, first. It actually kind of... And I mean, this... I don't know if people believe this when I, when I tell them, but it was very impromptu, right, as we were talking to him, Tobler. And we were like... Don't worry about it. Like, if you need us, you can call us anytime. We'll be there for you. And then Eddie goes, when the rain starts to fall. And I say, we'll be there for you. And then Eddie says, like, we've been there before. And then I said, we'll be there for you, Mr. Cummins. And then Eddie just fucking said, because you're there for us too. Down, 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 down. And it was, it was just such a natural... I guess, you know, expression of emotion and honesty is something I hadn't really experienced before. It was a beautiful moment. Uh, the three of us embracing out the front of the SCG after a trying day of interrupted play. Mm. Um, it was, I think it was, sometimes it's just nice to embrace a complete stranger. Although it feels like that. someone I'd known my whole life, you know what I mean? So yeah. it, was, it was weird. No, nah, it was weird, but it was nice. I can't I tell you what we did fuck up. We didn't get a photo with him. No, we didn't. I Can I be honest with you, Tom? At that point in the day, I was pretty lubricated. You were. And I was running, I was running on autopilot. Yep. And my autopilot doesn't always include photography. Like, I need generally need someone there like Tobler to be like, oi, photo. Yeah, you do. You don't. You don't do much in the way of that, do you? That was a backhanded compliment. I, uh, well, not a compliment. It was me being snarky. I, Very. I, after, after we left, I, there were a couple of boys going to the pub and I was like, I want to go out and have a fucking, like a splurgy dinner. Did you go back in there? No, I left. Oh, you did Me leave. and Harvey, me and Harvey went to, he had to leave something. He had to go and fuck. He was leaving his car in the car park. He had to go get something out of there. Anyway, we went to like, the Paddington or something or Burt's. I don't know what the fucking name of this place was. It was on Oxford Street. And we went for dinner, me, Harves and Killer. And uh, whatever, like we were pissed. We got a bottle of wine and we had some sides and maybe a margarita. I don't know. Nothing crazy though. But we, we didn't get like main meals. And then the boy, I was like, I'll fucking, I paid for it. And I was like, I'll just send you boys. We'll split it later. Anyway, I didn't look at my bill for a couple of days because I was just fucking hung over. I looked at it yesterday. They've charged us. So the bill was $400, I think. Which in this place, it's like, it's obviously that's expensive, but it's that's what it was. It was yeah. a nicer restaurant. We 
we we were living a little decadently. So you just all you had was fries and a bottle of wine and a mug. No, not fries, not fries. We had a we ordered a fuckload of sides right. so that we were just all sharing instead yeah. of. And then Killer works in the wine biz, so he got a nice bottle of wine. And then I was obviously on my fucking margarita shit, so we were pounding some margs as well. Sure. It what that 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 bill was reasonable given what we were doing. I went and looked at my bill. They've charged me twelve hundred dollars. How's that work? I don't know. And didn't I haven't. You say, didn't you yet. say it was four hundred bucks? That's exactly what I said, Edward. Because Killer took a photo of the receipt, but I've got fucking twelve hundred out of me account, and I don't know what the hell's going on. Well, mate, I'll be on the blower. I know. Well, I will be absolutely, but it's such a talk about it, like pain in the ass. That is a fucking pain in the ass. I was actually at the Paddington the other day, Tom, and I was having dinner with Elza. I think it was actually the night before, and. There was a couple of items on the bill that they tried to slip in, doubles of things. I don't know if they tried to slip it in. I'm not. I'm not accusing them of that, but there no. were there were doubles on there that I had to remove that sort of added up to a couple of hundred bucks. I'm like, well, not a couple of hundred, probably a hundred bucks were added up to. Like, it's a nice place, but the service was it, the whole like obviously now also being fucking gouged twelve hundred bucks for a four hundred dollar meal. It, it made me reflect upon the experience generally. Had that not happened, I just would have been like, whatever, I forget. But the, yeah, you, you know, and you got like follow up three times for like a drink. Yep. I don't like it that. was, nah, it wasn't, it wasn't the best experience. Yeah. It, well, it took me at the Paddington, it took me fucking like, I'd asked like five times for the bill. And then I had, and then they just didn't come out. And then when it came out, it was wrong. And then when I sent it back to get it redone, it just never came out again. So this is what happened, right? The bill was paid. I paid the bill. And then they go, we're about to leave. And he goes, oh, he comes in and goes, oh, we didn't put the wine because the wine was from like, I fucking, I don't know. He's like, I didn't put the wine on the bill. So you got to pay for that. And I'm like, oh, righto. So then, I, so I've got two charges that equal like $1,200. And I'm like, I don't understand how. The first one was 800 when I paid four when the meal was four. And then the second one's like, whatever the hell gets you to 12, another four. I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? Bush league, mate. Fucking now, bush league. I'm prepared to put it down to a mistake. I'm not shitting on the venue. The food was nice. Wine was nice. The out Good ambience. ambience. Good ambience. Good ambience. But I do feel like I've been fucked here and now I've got to go and... Yeah, no, I gotta fucking go and deal with all this bullshit. Anyway, not the point. Cricket was on. Eddie, we met Pat Cummins' dad. Shout out to Pat Cummins' dad. It was a draw, whatever. A couple of things out of the test match, generally. I hate the third umpire's calls on catches. I think they were all catches. Even when we we're out there, I was saying, like, so the first one was Marnus, who was caught and then wasn't caught. I was like, if, I was, if, if, this, if that was an Australian taking a catch, I would have said it was out. You know what I mean? I was only being like, yep. fuck it, he dropped it because of my parochial nature and of it was fun. Look, I think I think there needs to be an element of did it look like a catch or not? Like let's you can you can probably find an angle where it's sort of a little bit off kilter and it's a little bit inconclusive and make your decisions based on that. But I think at the end of the day, there is a general feeling you have with catches that it's either a catch or it wasn't. 
I feel like there's ones with catches where it's like the thing you're looking for with the ball hitting the ground is like if it hits the ground before it reaches his hand, I think if his hand's under it and it hits the ground at the same time, like as in because it's obviously you're not going to have your fingers clasped perfectly together allowing no ball to seep through and you know what I mean? Like that to me it just feels like if your fingers are under it, it's pretty much a fucking catch. Smudge's ones were both catches. Like they were all catches. You can see his cat they're catches. Even yes. if the ball hits the ground a little bit, your fingers are there. They're not flying through. And the ball doesn't bounce either. Like if it got through the fingers and like the ground was aiding those catches, the balls would the ball would bounce back up a little bit. Yeah. I if you've got your hand under it and it goes into your hand. I think that's, that's a, a catch. catch. That's a I fucking think that's, catch. I think that's like, if you look up what a catch is, is that not a catch? Yeah, and Hand, they're saying, well, you're using, the the, ball. you're using the ground to... But you're not, They're though. not egregious. They're not egregious calls, but it's just like, they're wrong. But yeah, listen, if you're... But you're not... The ground isn't aiding you. You've just got your hand on the ground in order to get under the ball. Yeah, that's where you need your hand to be in order to catch the fucking thing. That's where the hand needs to be because of the trajectory of the ball. Now, to imply that if the ground wasn't there, you wouldn't catch it, I think seems a little bit on well, the Well, it's nose. kind of like well, it's well, it's kind of like it's kind of silly to even think that in the sense that you see the screamers these fuckers take where they're like lunging to a side, there's no ground behind them to help them. Do you know what I mean? Like, exactly. There's no ground behind. It's exactly. like they, they take fucking screamers. So if the ground's there, it's just because they're getting down. That's like they, their hand can't go any fucking further. They have exactly. to get the ground. They're getting down and dirty. Exactly. They take their screamers and there would be the ball would be going like it would be moving into the air. But you catch the ball because that's how it works. You don't need ground behind you to fucking take the catch. I don't know. No. It's annoying. It's sort of, it was one of those test match almost where it couldn't get out of its own way. Yeah. You know? Like, Seriously. obviously, the, the rain was annoying, but that light meter bullshit was fucking... That was day one, wasn't it? Where they went off at 2 o'clock for two, light. You're like, two, dude, two, this is... 2 p.m. for light. Like, yeah. that is unacceptable. And you could see on the bomb, Tom, the radar, the Bureau, Bureau of Meteoro- Meteorology, that... They actually don't want you to call it the bomb anymore. They want to start... They want you to call nah, it something back. they backflipped... They black flipped on that. They came out Did apologizing. They? Yeah, Ray Hadley goes, like savaged them. He spent they came like a out whole hour, I think, just shitting on them. Yeah, they had to come out apologizing, going, "Sorry, you can call it the bomb if you want." It's like, shut the fuck up! Don't tell us what you, you can't just take away an old. Just relax. Abbreviation. You know? Like no one. Yeah, what are you doing? Like I don't think anyone gives a fuck. Bomb. No one just cares. relax. We're just calling it bomb because it's. Easier. But you, you could see on the bomb, Tom, that. There was rain on route, and it was going to come about three three thirty, which is exactly when it came. And they've just fucked off an hour of play mm. for no reason. It just infuriated me. And we were there at the time, Tom. And to imply that it was too dark is fucking absurd. It wasn't no, too it's dark ridiculous. at all. It wasn't too dark even slightly. You know what else fucks me off, Eddie? Yep. And I think it's probably similar in the rugby league. The rugby league. Um, with like uh, the ref's call, like on the field, sending up to the bunker, but what do you think it is? Those fucking umpires' decisions. Like Nathan Lyon got a couple where it was like they jag back and hit the stumps. Oh, my but because God. But because of the margin for error or because of the umpire's call, they can't give it out. I'm like, 
I'm now, I've reached a point in my life where, and I don't know if it's my age, my maturity, my wisdom, you know, my sexual prowess. I'm not sure what it is specifically, but I'm ready now to do away with umpire's call. If it hits the stumps, if Hawkeye is saying it hits the stumps, that's out. I don't care if it's just grazing by the skin of its sack. They're saying it's margin for error. What's got a greater margin for error? The eye of the umpire or a fucking computer program? Yeah, exactly. Because if the umpire says no, it's not a wicket, then the, then the, there has to be at least half a ball hitting, which is a fuckload. But they say they get the reason you have the review system is because umpires get it wrong. They've been getting it wrong enough for that for people to go, we need a review system. So why the fuck are we even leaning on them? Seriously. I mate, some of those ones yesterday of Gary's were a fucking disgrace. Dude. Like like an absolute fucking disgrace. A couple of those ones where they didn't offer a shot and they've just it's just cannoning in. Cannoning in. And he's yeah. like, nah. You're like, bro, what the fuck? I think he had three or four turned away. It was unbelievable, yeah, mate. It was so fucking annoying. And he's just on his knees, like, actually begging. Begging. Yeah, no, no, he was gagging. Begging Abs- and gagging. Like, gagging. Like, almost g- giving eyes that suggested he'd do whatever the umpire wanted. Just That's how much he wanted to... He wanted just to get a wicket for his nation and just try and get some fucking momentum. Because it well, was... But really, they were fucking... It was fucking the test up. Because it was, it was like the, it like the Australia is trying to get thirteen wickets on the last day or whatever it was, and we can't like th- these dumb moments, these extra terrestrial is the word I'm going to use because I can't think of the correct run. Sure, these extraterrestrial involvements where it's an umpire fucking dumb decision, the stupid way that we use the review system, like it was just stopping the game from moving forward. Now. It was a draw, whatever. It doesn't mean Australia would have won if the wickets had been given, but it's just like, I well, wouldn't am have not hurt, just saying it. But I'm not just saying it as like an Australian who's disappointed about the result. I'm actually just like, more broadly from a cricket spectacle sense, it, sh- it kind of makes it lame. It does make it lame. It makes it, it just makes it a, it gets under your skin a little bit. You're like, what the fuck is this? It starts to go away from logic, and that annoys me. Yeah. These these decisions where you're just like, how did we get here? And it happens all the fucking time. Like, in the ashes that we were trying to win when Ben Stokes ended up fucking going biblical and winning those runs, like, there was a couple of moments there where Lyon got that guy LB, but then because we were out of fucking reviews because of the same process, then you can't look at it, even though it's plumb. It's just, it's annoying. The system needs mm. work. It needs an overhaul. But, but I, see, don't, I don't mind, I don't mind the fuck, like if you fuck reviews and then you can't review and you miss out, like the way that, that test happened here, it was yeah. edge bastard or whatever. I don't mind how that happens. I think that's kind of like you use your reviews, you use them well or you use them poorly and you live and die by that. But the actual process, which is like, oh, it's, it needs to be more than half the ball to avoid this like statistical mathematical error. It's like, well, no, nah, like if that's the case, then we should just fuck referee the match officials off completely because their margin for error is 
far greater than a computer, you would imagine. But how long have we been doing this margin for error thing for? It would have been, what, five years? Yeah. Longer? You can't tell me that the technology hasn't got to a place where we don't need that margin for error bullshit. Like, have you heard of this chat GBT stuff where you can just go on and you can fucking write essays for you and poems and songs? Oh, yeah, the AI. Yeah, And yeah, whatever yeah. the fuck you want. Like, we're living in crazy technological times, Tom, where basically... Some would actually say scary. Terrifying, mate. Some could say f- absolutely terrifying times. Basically, I don't see how universities have any place anymore, given what I saw this thing doing on fucking YouTube the other day. If, if we've got that sort of technology, you can't tell me in the last five years we haven't been able to remove that margin for error. But even if there is a margin for error, there's good, I, re- I reckon, and I'm going to speak for every single professional cricketer across the planet. Please do. That they would be comfortable with going if the fucking Hawkeye says it's hitting the wicket it's out fuck the umpires thing even if the umpire says it's not out if it's hitting the wicket then you overturn the umpires call the umpires call does not dictate anything mm. it doesn't take yeah it's maddening it really so is. if you then do the reverse of it and the umpire says LB yep. and uh, the batsman goes, well, I'm not out, you know, half hitting the wicket or whatever. Like, does that, uh, then it gets overturned. It's like, no, it's hitting the wicket, dude. Sorry. It goes both ways, but it's still frustrating. But doesn't it like, because also Cause you by get, that cause, logic, cause if, if it's, missing, if it's you missing by a bee's dick, if it's missing by a bee's dick, then it could also technically still be hitting through their logic. Which I think is built in. So I think they would then say that it's clipping. I just think it's if it's hitting, it's hitting. If it's missing, it's missing. It's so much easier. Because that is confusing, right? Because if it's if there's a half ball margin for error, then there should be a half ball margin for error either side. That's the thing, right? So if it's if Do you know what I mean? Bec- like could yeah, you because could if you it's put, missing, could you if it's could missing, you push, could you not use the same could you not? Yeah. So could you not push the margin of error back to the left instead of back to the right? Yeah. Is that? Is my sounding silly saying that? No, you aren't. It's that we're both trying to conceptualize what we have just realized is a gaping fucking logic flaw. I feel in this thing. Now, now there could be, there could be, there could be, it could be one of those things where when Tom and I start talking math, it gets a bit hairy, McClary. And yes, maybe from and maybe Dairy. from Donaldson's Dairy, and maybe in the comments, people will point out our shortcomings. Mm. However, I think that if you're going to have a built-in margin for error, it needs to go both sides. Sam margin for error, friend of the show, Rubens. <laughs> sure, sure. Anyway. Be that as it may, Tom, it was a bit of an opportunity for Ashton Agar of 98 out batting 11 in, what, 2015 Ashes, 2015, something like that, fame. Um, He was 
he was given an opportunity to try and cement a place on the plane to India. I don't I think don't, he did that. I don't think he did that. Now, I'm, again, Tom and I are not X's and O guys, so I have to lean on the commentary here. But I, I don't think that they were particularly wrapped with what Ashton was was putting up. Mate, he was he was bowling some. And I, look, I mean, obviously I only get through my leg spin down at the Thick Ropes County on synthetic pitches. Uh, but he was bowling some shit. Yeah. He was getting it, pumped. Uh, I think he was going... He, was he like, also bowled some all right balls, but like... I think he, didn't he go for 18 off his first two overs, something like that? Yeah. It's it's like you see him bowling and you see him in line bowling. You go, oh, like this is, yeah. You know, like it was. It's never been more obvious to me. For someone who what I watch cricket, I don't go and you know break down the numbers. Obviously, Nathan Lyons, the fucking greatest offspinner we've ever produced, greatest offspinner of all time. But you can. It's very clear to see when you're watching them both bowl. He's he looked like he had a bit of part timer about him. And our part timers, Marnus, was getting the fucking thing to do to, to dance. Did you see Smudge's fucking John yeah, Howard half track? Yeah. yeah, that was disgusting. I felt bad for him, but I also loved it. Now, Travis, head, we're on Travis Smudge, head goes all right, dude. Trav can Trav fucking can. Trav goes all right, mate. He got dropped a couple of times. Now I don't know whether that is because he's good at bowling. Obviously, he's not bad. But, like, sometimes when you put someone on who's, like, not that good, but just, like, puts the ball on the... Like, it's sort of just consistency. Like, sometimes you get out to shit bowlers. Didn't I Ricky Ponting get sashing out? Or did I make that up? That's, well, that's a tobler. That's a tobler. I don't know. Um, but certainly, I love seeing some part-timers getting to their work. Michael yeah. Clark, three wickets in and over, sort of gear. Mate. I... I was I watched all yesterday. I watched all afternoon, and obviously I was aware that we had entered miracle territory. Obviously, I knew that we needed eight wickets. I think with like twenty-one overs to go at one point, and it, maybe some teams had shut up shop. Then not Patrick. We're going to fucking bowl until there's five overs left, and we're going to have a proper crack here. But there was always part of me that just would just refer back to Michael Clark against India three run three wickets in four balls. Like, yeah, miracles happen. They do. They do happen. They do happen. Leicester City, like miracles fucking happen. And I'll be damned, Tom, if I'm turning off the telly just because everyone thinks it's going to be a draw. Because I know that there is a fucking minute chance of a miracle. Listen, dude. We needed eight balls. That's the, look. There was a part of me that eight was like, balls. Pat should have Pat should have gone down just to the last over and gone. All right, now it's fucking. Now it's done. Seven balls to go. Game over. There was a part of me that would have been happy with that. If you listen to Jim Maxwell on ABC, that motherfucker had dinner plans. He wanted to get the fuck out of there. He was like, "Oh, this game's just meandering along now. We know the result. Oh God, another over. I love Jim Maxwell. <laughs> I love Grandstand. Like." But I wanted to call in and go, hey, Jim, shut the fuck up, mate. This is the last day of test cricket for the summer. And, like, I think I just want to soak it up. Even if, even if it's for nothing. Let Marnus have a bowl. The crowd was up and about when Marnus was bowling. And he was getting them to rip. 
Just let's watch a bit of fucking cricket, all right? And Marnus was pissed off as well when he like the the game ended because he bowled a no ball, and so he should have bowled one more. But Pat was like, "Nah, let's just pack it up." But he was stinging. He's like, "Give me the ball, baby. Just let me bowl. Let me bowl." I'd I'd tend to agree with you, Tom. I think that sends the right message. Going, listen, we're gonna bowl until mathematically it's impossible, which would imply seven balls. Seven left. balls to go. I would have liked that, but whatever, I don't care. I tell you what some people don't get, and there was some dribbler on the fucking the P's and D's who's obviously no disrespect to him, but a little thick. And he was having a fucking crack at Paddy Cummins, like this fucking dog. He wouldn't let uh he wouldn't let um Kawaja, you know, come oh, out and the get his two hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wouldn't let Kawaja come out and get his two hundred, but he'll fucking call it with a few overs to go. And I'm like, Yeah, but like that's not the same thing, bro. He's not... The reason he declared and with Kawaja on 195 is because he had to get things going to try and win the game. So if he'd waited any longer, who the fuck knows what happens? You have to have a crack. He called it at the end because it was like, well, this ain't happening. Mate, he wanted to send a strong message that... We thought, Australia thought, the team thought they could win. Now, unfortunately for Usman, it comes at the fucking loss of him potentially scoring a 200. He's never scored a double. 195 is his biggest ever score. Yeah. So, but he's now got the greatest average at the SCG of any cricketer ever. But so. that's unfortunate. But it, by declaring after fucking a day and a half of rain, you are literally saying, we think we can win this, cunts. So fucking saddle up. And when you know we the bowled only thing out, I think they would have. Sorry, keep going. And then when we bowled them out before they could uh, reach the follow-on or avoid the follow-on, I was like, "We're a fucking big sniff here." You know, the boys are better. on. I think it would have been better, and a few of the boys were talking about this in the chat group. Was if instead of enforcing the follow-on, he just declared for naught. So then you're giving South Africa a genuine shot at winning the test as well, which means they're going to be going after it if they're not a bunch of pussies. Do you know what I mean? That would have made for some fun. Mate, I, I completely agree with that. Wouldn't that have been fun? Because then South, Africa's, South Africa's a sniffer winning and... It means that they've got to come out and actually... Because that's also the thing they had to know, get, like they with, still with had Ashton. To get... It's like they were just blocking the fucking ball. Like they weren't, they weren't really trying to give... They weren't trying to go for anything. So chances were few and far between. But like, if you have, they've got a chase. It was like two hundred and twenty, maybe. I don't know. Do your own research on the numbers. But like, that would have been. I think. Yeah. That would have been gripping Test cricket. I think that the only re- the only reason I can think of Tom is that it does it a loss would have affected our position in the Test championship rankings. Like mm. each each game now means something technically. Um, and obviously, it causes all Australians great distress that New Zealand won the inaugural competition. So we need to fucking right horrible wrongs. And yeah, if I lost, you're if, giving yourself a chance to win as opposed to like a draw, which means you still are a chance of. I get it. I no, get but, it, but you, I mean, but you do. But you are very much opening up the possibility of a loss. Yes, you are. But they suck at batting, so you're kind of like. I but like at the end of the I'm just I'm just trying to fucking pontificate as to reasons why they may not have done that because that would have been so exciting. 
It would have been so exciting. And while we're talking about them like sucking at batting, I'm just getting my notes up on my other phone. Um, Dean Elgar of South African captain fame, yep. 13 tons to his name fame, I believe now the second worst touring captain on average of all time. What did he average? So this was from the Telegraph, I think. Uh, Elga's record thus far is right up there or down there with the worst of them. Of recognised batting captains over the past century to lead their sides in two or more tests down under, only Sri Lanka's Dinesh Chandamal, who averaged six across the four digs in early 2019, has fared more poorly than Elga, who at the time of writing this was before he batted yesterday, was averaging, I think, nine. Just bush league. Again. And getting out the same way every time. Every time. Just getting it, he's just fucking wigging out under his under his elbow, under his armpit. Just wigging out. Again, I can't believe that upon arriving on these gorgeous, pristine shores of ours, Tom, that South Africa were ranked two in the world because, dear God, their batting was absolutely fucking appalling. Well, they're, they're fucking... They're... They're no good. And obviously it shows that the rankings is can be a little bit how you're going sometimes. A little bit misleading, mate. Yeah. A little bit misleading. Um, we um we were looking it up the other day at the cricket time. I don't know if it was you and I looking it up or it was it was me and someone else, but four test series of India starts in like a month and a half. Yeah. Which I'm absolutely dripping wet for. I've, I am so horny. This year of Test Cricket, we've got 10 tests coming up. Assuming we get to the Test Championship, we've got four in India, Test Championship, five Ashes. Like, this is... this. We've got a really, really good fucking few months, six months of Test Cricket coming up. Which, which reminds me just to shout out again to our great dear friends at KO, who we haven't heard anything back from yet. I guess the ball's still in their court about whether they're going to send us over for at least the first two to three, one, two, three tests. Yeah, listen. Haven't heard, so, look, we haven't, we haven't heard anything official from KO. I think silence is golden uh, in yeah. this situation. I think that's a really good thing. They haven't said no. Um, mm. But I just wanted to fucking wet your whistle, if I may, Thomas. The first test in India starts on the 9th of February, and it starts at 3 p.m. Oh, that's good. So I think it goes to, if my math's correct, about 10.30 at night. Holy shit, dude. You want to talk about perfect time? And I'm, I mean, all live and ad-free during play, thanks to our good friends at if KO that, and If Fox that Cricket. doesn't fucking turn you on, punters and jubblers, then I'm not here. 3 to 10.30 is fucking glorious. India might be, like the Ashes is obviously great, but in terms of place to play outside of our own nation, India, my favourite. Conditions, like- crowd, heat, mm. just fuck it. Like it's, you're seeing a different type of skill set required from your batsman and your bolt. Like it's, it's, it's so foreign to our own conditions. It just gets me the toeiest. Oh, it, it gets me fucking toey. We won the first test there as well last time. Smudge just goes off in India. He's aver- I think he averaged 55 for the summer, Tom. So kids found his hands. Know that. That's, that's, but that's also what I think um, Pez of great cricketer fame was saying, like, that, you know, the greats 
stand up in foreign conditions, right? He's not breaking any news there. But seeing someone like Steve Smith, who, fuck, man, we keep hearing about these retirement chats and shit, but, like, seeing him over there and having to go to another level where, like, he is just a master of playing spin and seeing that other element to his game that you don't see as often or is in such extreme circumstances as the goat tracks in India, that's just... That is pure horniness for me. Like I just pure I cannot horniness. fucking wait. There's a there's a ground we're playing at this time as well, Tom. Forgive me for not knowing particularly which one it is. I was someone was showing me the other day. It's like up in the mountains. It looks like a bit of a green top. Great for the seamers, Tom. Which made my ears perk up because obviously oh. we've got we've got a fucking a quartet that won't quit. It just it buoys me that maybe there's a dub there. If we can well, grind out one seeming, somewhere else. A fucking green top in India is not something that you used to. You see. don't see a whole lot of them, but up in the mountains, usually their pictures are doctored beyond belief. Ele- at elevation, well, uh, we'll as we as we as we get a little bit closer, we'll be able to illuminate the punter and the dribbler. Yeah, we'll get we'll get stuck is it in the, while, um, we're the, while we're on yeah, smudge. Oh, Himachal yeah. Pradesh Cricket Stadium. Is it got like? Is it like a coloured? Yeah, stadium? it's got like a yeah, red stand yeah, with yellow it. and green up that's in the. It. Like, that's it. Indian Alps. It looks like. That's it. That's it. That's it. You're coming in real hot there, Tobler, as well. That's as that's as loud as a microphone's ever been. I'll uh, be invoicing you for whatever damage you've just done to my. Send it <laughs> Um Thank you for that, Tobler. Well, thank you, Tobler. While we're on smudge. Yeah. Ton number thirty. I think now just behind Mark two, Warren and, no, and Ricky. No, no, no. So he's two behind Steve, and he's Steve War, not Mark War. Sorry, and he's equal even, with Hayden, and he's even, even with Haydos, and he's just gone one past the Don. So he's in, mm. as we would call it, rarefied air now, Tom. I think that he's one hundred percent got his sights on second place. I can't see him getting past Ricky on forty one. No, however, I can't see him getting past Ricky. However, stranger things have happened. I think maybe that year out of the game may cost him in the fullness of time. That's fine. Not a big deal. But if he can get to second on the fucking all time list, which I think he will, that's pretty incredible. It just depends on For how a guy much, who started as a fat leggy. Just depends on how much longer he plays for. Because the again, like SCG rumor mill, and the mill was was in overdrive when we were there. Like you hear some fucking now it's dribblers, right? And our friends, we're all dribblers, right? So not just punters and dribblers, but everyone is basically who's a sports fan is a fucking dribbler. And there was some dribbly rumors getting around. Um, we won't without going into too much detail that may potentially like you know illuminate who said what or where something's come from, but. One of them was that Smudge will retire post-Ashes, which I was like, get fucked. And apparently from a credible source, which I'm not prepared to listen. I'm, I, I don't want to believe that. But the way he's sort of talking is a little non-committal. I'm like, what the fuck is that about? Like, you're only 33, bro. Don't do that. Yeah, look, we heard some whispers that we can't really repeat because that's all they were. They were whispers as to why there may be a retirement on the on yeah, the cards. Yeah, that's what you can't talk about. I can't talk about that. Um other than to say that I don't want him to retire. 
is no. basically the long and the short of it. The long there and was the a short. Cu- there was a couple other rumours going around up there in the mill that were very fucking heavy. Well, no, those ones we definitely <laughs> won't touch on. But the other one was that David Warner will retire pre-Ashes. I, the rumour that was going around up there in the members bar, Tom, was that he will play until the Test Championship at Lords this year, which I believe is sort of the lead into the to the Ashes, maybe like early June. Yes, That's and what then we he'll retire pre-Ashes. That's the rumour we heard, Tom. That's the rumour we heard. Unfortunately, someone like Matty Renshaw didn't get to cut his teeth this test, which would have been frustrating. <laughs> Mate, so the kid what a gets joke co- of a test that cunt had. He sat kid- on the sideline the whole time, freezing yeah. in the rain, having to like wave people down for like food and shit. That's like throw him sandwiches. They don't want to get near him. And they never got to bat. And then face like six balls. Fuck, it doesn't really count. No, it doesn't. <laughs> tough. Tough for Matty. <laughs> so tough for Matty, mate. Fucking hell. You're going, Jesus Christ, I've waited for this moment to happen again for, what, five years probably? Six years, yeah. I think six, I think years six years even. Years. He'll be on the plane to India, though. We know that. It'll just be interesting to see where we go. I like to see Usman in a nice touch going in, Tom. I like that. That makes me horny. Um, ha- Traditionally, can he play spin, was he? No, I think that he's improved on it. I don't know if he always could, but I've, I do remember seeing somewhere where they were saying like, I, I think maybe it was like one of the South African players even saying like he's he's improved greatly. Like he's almost a different player from when I last saw him in regards to spin. It might have been their spinner who said that. I don't know. Do your own research. But if you look at our batting form, obviously it's in Australia, but save for Uzi who got fucking left stranded, our top four all hit doubles yeah. this summer. Let's just against, round him up and say but against, double. But against, before everyone goes, oh, it's just South Africa, against a fucking vaunted pace attack. Is that the word? Everyone said they were the best. Yeah, like a, a much vaunted, potentially. Now, I don't know what vaunted, if that's the positive or a negative. I think you are correct. But they were saying they were the best bowling attack in the world. People were touching themselves. disrespectful. People were touching themselves over this attack. Let's be honest. That's what people were yeah. doing. People were touching themselves in the street over this attack and our boys yeah. went out there and all got fucking doubled. So you can all get... Bludgeoned them. Bludgeoned them. You got bludgeoned, baby. You got bludgeoned. Well, in fairness, I think that Manus and Smudge got their doubles against the Windies, potentially. But Smudge got 100 against them. Manus got some good scores. Do we think it's fair to say now... Obviously, Dave Warner is a, officially a dear friend of ours in the show, but him getting man of the series a bit a bit punchy. Yeah, I didn't really see that coming. If I'm, going to I thought Travis that. Head probably could have got it. I Travis Head hasn't good. had a bad innings all summer. Yeah, no, I thought that was unfair. I I didn't. Yeah, I I was surprised by that. I really was. It was I, the I was, moment of the series. Two hundred in your hundredth test is great. But, like, you got fucking bowled out first ball of the first test, I think. And well, then. What do you get in the first test? One of three. Jesus Christ. Flies? B. Uh, I've got a fly. I've got a fly doing my head in this room. Just fuck off, would you? I saw that one. He got close then. Oh, God. <laughs> Hit it. Hit it. Stop being a pussy, mate. It's just a beat. Oh, he's on the camera. You get him? You got to give us some feedback here. What's happening? 
right around the head. He's right around the head. He's playing aggressive footy. He's playing <laughs> the camera. Here he is. Where's he gone? S- smack him. Oh, he's fucked off. Oh, he's back. Mate, you've got to be able to kill a bee. I don't like I know killing bees. bees. I don't like killing bees. No, mate. I get it. They're great, I get they're it. great pollinators, Tom. No, they are. And don't come after me, fucking bee enthusiast. But I am just saying, like, if you got a bee, if you got a bee wanting to punch on, at some point you've got to pull the pin and just go, listen, dude. Listen, I was getting I'm, I'm the there. apex predator here. He was, he was about to get a fucking whip with the hat. Yeah. Metal on the back, too, would have fucking shattered his spine. But <laughs> listen, I love bees, dude. Um, bees so may I. not love bees may not love me. That was it was getting a bit testy there, punters and jibbers getting really yeah. testy. Um, I was yeah, just trying to, for it. I was just trying to fucking keep my cool, you know. No, yeah, you did. You did that. You did that <laughs> real well. I was fucking. I was as cool as it gets. Um, where were so, we? So I don't know where we were. I think we were just talking about the fact that Warner got man of the series. I don't know. Yeah, listen, I don't know. Much. I don't know about that. That seemed a bit much for me. I mean. His average wasn't the best. He's, he obviously had the moment of the series, like you say. Paddy Cummins took most wickets. I don't know. Yeah. I think Pat could have got it. I think Trav could have got it because Trav was just so consistent. I love Trav. And, and, he, and, he, and he took wickets, Trav. Like, he, he was did. doing it all. And he got I dropped, so Trav, it should have been more. Yeah, I think Trav's unlucky. I think Trav's unlucky. Um, did he also get run out by Marnus? Was that against the Windies, though? Um, Might have been Whatever The one thing I wanted to finish on With cricket though Eddie Yeah mate As we have comprehensively You know Dissected it um, All the big boys of the test team Are playing Big Bash Yeah they Which are. has got me horny The ad they had on And that's all on KO baby When they had the ad they had um, During the test And it was like Cutting between the test, like all the test players, like playing their shots for like Smudge for the Sixers, Kawaj of the Thunder, Carey for the fucking Strikers, Manus for the Heat. I was like, oh, this is dope, dude. This is great. Like I've been, I've been glancing at the Big Bash here and there. Like the Big Bash is always good, sort of like stocking filler pajama cricket on at night. What else is on, sort of shit. But like. Knowing the fucking throbbers are all going back there, Nathan Lyons going back, like that's gonna be fucking mad. It's gonna be sick, mate. I, 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 it's good glancing material. I've always said it. Really good for a glance. The game last glance night, Armstrong. The, yeah, glance Armstrong. The Sixers and the Thunder was almost a sellout. Good crowd, really healthy crowd. Crowds are coming back to the Big Bash League. Tom is what I'm being led to believe. And when the big throbbers yep. go back, it's only gonna go better. As we get yeah. into the fucking business end of the season. Mate, it's good glancing material. And I'll be inclined yeah. to glance more and more and more when the big dicks are running around. Because yeah, I've always been yeah. attracted to big willies, Tom. So Yeah, you have. No, it's always been your thing. Um, and then obviously we are mere moments away. Matty, is it? What day is it today? Monday. Do we have, is this this week the fucking, is Oz Open tonight? No, next Monday. Hold on. Me bloody camera went off again. So Oz Open, not tonight. Uh, I be- not this week. No, I believe it. I believe it starts next Monday, Thomas. The qualifiers are, are on at the moment, and then yeah. it starts on Monday. This did, did you see the video of that Japanese bloke fucking lighting up the uh, umpire and, and match referee? No, I didn't see that. It was good shit. I actually did share it to the story. It's probably on you know 
Wide World of Sports or the Tom, ATP. I was on cricket. I don't know how I feel about this. I think I'm, I'm not terribly surprised, but in, in some ways I'm, I'm, I'm devastated. The Australian Open has declined to offer Bernard Tomic a wild card. And I just oh. feel like, I just feel like, I feel no, like what, the Australian Open could have used a bit of Bernie. Mate, they've got to have, they got to know that there's like, they got to know Bernard for all of his faults. And believe me, there's, we know better than, he, he's got him. He's got him. Yeah. But he's a bums on seats sort of guy. He always has been. He puts bums on seats. It's as simple bums as that. Bums on seats, Bernie. Bumps on seats, Bernie. Also, what you're doing is you're robbing the nation, particularly Tom and I, of great content because he would have been working his fucking Instagram into the ground had he got a wild card. Why wouldn't you just go Curios Tomic round one? Well, because I believe that the draw is drawn out of a hat, Tom. Um, Now, is it actually just a hat? Are we just, is someone just throwing their hat out and going? Well, so the seeds sit. In the same sort of position, like what your seated sits normally, and then everyone else is just drawn randomly out of a hat. Surely, though, like if you're the Oz Open, you could just fuck with it a little bit just to get Bernie v. the King. Mate, Bernie v. the King Curios, particularly after Bernard talked all that shit, being like, well, Bernard I'd wants f- to box him. Well, Bernard think he, thinks he would beat him. Remember he was talking all that shit in the lead-up to Wimbledon and then Kyrgios went on to make the final? We haven't heard both. Yeah, and, and well, since. Bernie fucking lost his qualifying Sydney whatever, I think, last year to get into the Oz Open. Mm. You know that there's a Netflix documentary coming out about Kyrgios? Well, it's not about him. It's about the tennis, like Drive to Survive thing with tennis. It's not just Kyrgios. Right. But he's featuring heavily. Yeah, no, no, because I think it's like the heavy features is sort of like the next gen. Like we've had this golden generation of tennis and now who the fuck's going to take the mantle? And so they're speaking to him and all that sort of jazz. Interesting. Interesting. If it's done well, I'll be fucking, I'll be right in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One actually that just reminds me, just it's sort of back to cricket, but it's also king. Um, you and I obviously have been long time, uh, basically spruikers of like, it doesn't matter if you're going bald. Don't worry. No, no, Shave your head. It's all good. Now, that may seem patronizing coming from guys with hair as good as you and I. It's not meant to. But it is what it is. I believe... Oh, what's that, little Evie? Elsa's finished. Yeah. Do you want to come say hello? Open the door. Yeah, quickly. Come through here. You're going to debut... Because we're just about to finish anyway. Say hello. Hello. Can you say hello? Hello. Who are, you, who are they? Can, do you know who they are, Evie? Mm. No? No. Can you see yourself on the screen? Mm. She say hello to yourself? Mm. Say hello, Evie. No? Okay, she's shy. I think, punters and dribblers, there's a real chance that old blue-eyes skipper of the nation... He's down to his last few haircuts. Oh, you, are you calling it early? I'm just saying. Are you calling, calling this early, early, Tom? I'm calling it early. I'm calling it early, but I'm calling it. And the reason it made me think about it was because the king is, and the king's like putting, you know, you, the king's like 
uh, Rudy Giuliani-ing all over his face with like boot polish and shit. I'm calling it early. Pat's okay. not necessarily this year, not necessarily next year, but I'm calling it. You have a unique ability, Tom, to call a failing head. You've done it before. I'm Let's not even call it failing because that is the wrong language. Uh, a head of hair that is departing. Yes. Failing is probably a bit negative. You're right. Departing, saying farewell, saying adieu. Yeah. Listen, I'll keep my eye on it, Tom. I don't know. I haven't picked up on it. Put it that way. I haven't picked up no. on it at all. So if you fucking called this years out, I'll be very impressed. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, now, I don't think there's anything else. Is that it? Is that us? Uh, yeah. Big Day Rosé on sale this Thursday. Big Correct. Day Rosé on sale this Thursday. It'll be the last rosé of the year. Um, well, not the like end of this year, but of the summer. Um, before so you wouldn't then... want to you wouldn't want to miss out because no, you wouldn't want to miss out. The cicadas are still chirping. Don't think that's the right word. Well, mate, you got a lot. The summer's still got a long way to go. Fucking We're not even halfway does. through summer, 100%. but you uh, you want to be able to get it before it's before it's all gone. Yes, you do. Isn't that right, Evie? All right, I'll come see you in a sec. Um, so keep your eyes peeled, punters, dribblers. Big day, Rosé. This Thursday, 6 p.m. Last Rosé of the summer. Um, Don't that miss us? it. That's us. Shout out to Big Day, Rosé. Best Rosé all time. Big, big day, Ro, Ro, Rosé, yep. Also, um, punters and dribblers, keep your eyes peeled. Because an, another drop of rosé hats aren't that far away. Yep. Yep. That's right. We got a restock coming soon. Tobler, Tobler, you better... Uh, congratulations on not being murdered. You fucking managed to find that the interview with the old man. How do you feel? Relief. Mm. Absolute relief. Shout out to the, in, the team of international um, workers I had at my behest helping me out there. Um, yeah. grinding 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, yeah. But we got there. Glad to see people are enjoying it. It's a fucking great chat. Yep, yep, yep. Beautiful, love it. Catch ya. Bye-bye. Could you two just not talk anymore? <laughs>